0: Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Pedro Arrow, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, <laughs>
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast, episode number one. My name is Pete Fletcher, aka Pedro Arrow, and joining me as always is the esteemed Glenn Sizemore. Glenn, how you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing fantastic, man. This has been a fantastic week, and we're gonna we're gonna come out on a, on a high note and talk about one of my favorite things in the planet today.
1: Oh yeah, well we've got an awesome guest today. But before we before we introduce him, I'd like to welcome back to the podcast our new co-host, Mr. Andrew Sullivan. Sully, what's up? Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Good, man. Good to see you. And sitting next to you is a dashing young man. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about All Flash Fast today, and Dan Isaacs is here to uh, back. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Pete.
0: I I am neither dashing nor young.
1: (laughs) Well, we talked about 8.3.1 last week with Jay Goldfinch, and so we scratched the surface with All Flash Fast, and I just thought it would be appropriate to bring you in to really do a bit of a deep dive on some of this... uh, on some of this goodness that is all Flash FAS. Hey, Dan,
2: can, can we uh, level set real quick? And just for, for people who perhaps aren't familiar with your, your, your magical ways, uh, introduce <laughs> yourself and, and what you do here
0: at NetApp. Yeah, so uh, my name is Dan Isaacs. I, I am at Dan Isaacs if you want to follow me on the Twitter. I am a technical marketing engineer, much like yourselves. I work in our performance products group. That's the group that's responsible for all of the FAS and soon to be uh, FlashRay hardware. As well as all the cabinets, cables, HBAs, rack. Uh, what are the things you rack with? Rack kits. Real yeah, kits. Real kits. Yeah. <laughs> all the, pretty much, if it is a thing and it's not an E series, uh, it comes from our group.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always a little secretly jealous of your group because, uh, as an old like infrastructure guy, I've always nerded out on hardware in particular. Like I have this inexplicable crush on on new data center equipment, and and specifically like the types of gear that we build that goes into data centers, and and get seeing how your team works from from the conceptual all the way through the planning and testing and then shipping, like that that seems incredibly interesting. Not a skill set I have, not something I could do, but but it's oh, it's if, super if there's, cool.
0: If there's any meeting you, you and Soley would love to be in, it's when we start talking about. Uh, the next generation of cabinets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Dan is not only a hardware guru; he he also is an excellent foosball player. I can tell you that, and he he's also fancies himself a little bit of as a musician.
0: Do you remember? Uh, Eric, Eric I comes.
1: do, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, we this go this ahead was, share this story. This
0: was late at night.
1: Sure. So we got a submission one night <laughs> uh, from Dan Isaacs who wanted to uh, you know maybe give us a new intro to the podcast, and so I'm going to sample that for you right quick.
0: Welcome to the NetApp Communities podcast with the one and only Glenn more. Listen to them pipes. Pedro Fletcher and Osoli Monster. Wait for it. Grrr. Best part. <laughs> That's the best part.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love. I how love how the. How deprived were you? Grrr. Very. <laughs> That was pretty funny. Well, we, uh, we changed the name of the podcast, so we're going to have to have you do it over. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So we had you on, it was episode 44 is when you came on. That was, uh, It was about a year and a half ago, was it? About maybe two years ago? Uh, about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. And we were talking about All Flash Fads. We had Chris Gephardt in, who was uh, ref- you know, representing the uh, VDI part of that conversation. And I asked you the same question I'm going to ask you today. And that was, what is all-flash FAS compared to, to traditional FAS? And this is what you had to say back then.
0: This is complicated, Pete. So I'll, I'll try to make it simple. that it's part of my job as a TME is to make complicated things simple to understand. So at its most basic level, an all-flash FAS is first a FAS controller okay. yeah. that has only SSDs attached to it. Hold on. Let me write this oh, down.
3: Yeah. Hey, hold, I got a question here first. Uh, Dan, can I have SATA in that aggregate?
0: Uh, no, doctor. You may not.
3: Can I have SAS in that aggregate?
0: No, doctor. You may not. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> doctor desktop.
1: Yeah. So do you want to expound on that, or is that still how you feel about all Flash fast?
0: Well, uh, first things first, the good doctor and I will be presenting a uh, session at VMworld uh, on this very topic on all flash faz and VDI, oh,
2: yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too.
0: We'll put the session uh, number in the show notes for you. Yep, yep. Uh, but back onto the topic, which is uh, eating my words. The <laughs> uh, one of the things that we changed with, uh, and we did this uh, back in uh, March is when we did this, and uh, July or June was when we uh, fully launched it. And that was the an actual all-flash FAS product. So this is not simply a FAS with SSDs anymore. With 8.3 and 8.3.1, the AFF is actually a different platform. It is utilizing the same hardware, but it has a different personality. When ONTAP boots with that personality, it loads a different set of drivers for the storage layer. Mm. Okay. The difference that we see in that, in terms of uh, performance, because that's really what we care about. Yeah, we, we still have OnTap. We still have everything that OnTap does. But what is the performance delta uh, between AFF and FAS? And uh, what we've seen is about a ten percent delta in in latency at a given IOPS level. Really, and where this first came to light was with the uh, SPC one testing uh, that uh, the Esteem Chad. Morgan Stern was was conducting. Yeah, uh, I was hanging out in his cube one day, and he had uh, just we had just gotten this ability to set the personality as an AFF, and uh, Chad flipped the personality on the config that he was using for the SPC one results uh, that we released earlier this year. And what he found was that he was getting you know ten percent lower. He was, had like one point one millisecond latency mm-hmm. on the FAS with SSDs. But we were getting 0.9 millisecond overall response times uh, for the runs with uh, the AFF.
2: So, so that 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 discovery of just how much superior AFFP was over standard FAS with all-flash aggregates is is ultimately what led to us deciding to make AFF a separate product line.
0: No, no, no that that is something we discovered after we had made that decision.
3: Mm, okay. So I know there's going to be some some naysayers or pessimists out there who are saying that this is this is simply our response to the magic co- quadrant yeah Gartner. and and fast being excluded from the magic quadrant but that's not that's not really true right there there are actual code changes that have happened to optimize for all flash
0: yeah absolutely but i I will say that the the rather ridiculous requirements that Gartner had. Uh, developed for its all-flash-array uh, uh, classification, yeah. one of the requirements was that you not be able, that it not be possible to attach anything other than flash media. That, more than any any other single driver, was our initial driver to, to move towards a separate uh, platform. What we've found, now that we've had the benefit of developing for a flash-only platform, is that there are significant optimizations that can be made in ONTAP when ONTAP doesn't have to worry about any other type of media than Flash.
1: Okay.
2: Do you, do you, do you see us in the future kind of splitting that hardware out and, 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 and maintaining separate, you know, separate processors, separate memory pools, or, or are we going to continue to basically have the base platform from a hardware perspective and then control this through software?
0: Well, I can only tell you what our plans are. I can't say anything that's uh, too committal because it is the future and we, we can get in a lot of trouble sure. if we uh, give too much detail about our plans. But I can speak in general terms. You know, We do have as our plan to continue to release all Flash versions of the corresponding FAS platform. One of the things that we're also investigating, given the uh, somewhat unique characteristics of the all-flash array market and, you know, how that's come to be defined and what customers have come to expect from all-flash arrays in terms of their size and, uh, you know, footprint, Yeah, uh, we are investigating what it's going to take to uh, to get a uh, flash-only platform uh, on which ONTAP can run.
1: Okay, so basically watch that
0: space. Yes. <laughs> nice. One of the, you know, if we want to call it a problem, one of the problems that um, our highest-performing box has today is that it's, it's really big. Yeah, And, you know, it's a uh, 12U dual-chassis contro- dual cha- dual configuration, um, which is uh, great if you are in a big enterprise and you have petabytes of storage behind this storage array. Yeah. Having a, all those extra PCI slots that you get in the dual-chassis configuration right. is important. So but, that
1: that's the 8080EX you're referring to, right? Yeah. But before we before we even dive into that, the all-flash FAS covers the the full platform, the newest platform, right? So we've got the AFF 8020, the 8040, the 8060 and then the 8080EX, right? Yes,
0: they're all flash versions of the uh 8000 series of uh FAS controllers. Okay. Fair
2: enough. So, but but it's not just just hardware and a badge, as I understand it, right? You guys actually did some pretty significant overhauling on the way that licensing works, the way that that warranty works, the way that that, that distri- distribution works. Try and buy programs.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, one of the advantages that All Flash FAS has had as as a program internally at NetApp is because we're on. It's not really the cutting edge anymore, but yeah. because we're on the leading e- leading edge of uh, the s- the storage market, and it is still a developing market, we were able to uh, try out a few different uh, license improvements to the licensing to the way that NetApp handles licensing and mm-hmm. support. And these were t- typically pain points that customers have always had. You know, it was always the case with discs with uh, spinning media. That when you got to the end of your three-year support contract, that the cost for continuing that support was pretty high. And there's reasons for that, because those hard drives don't really last that much longer. The economics of SSD are very different, because you can fully expect that that SSD is going to work for uh, seven to ten years.
2: That's the craziest part (laughs) about this whole thing for me. I can remember... Not that far ago, or not that long ago, the, the whole problem with SSD reliability and lifecycle and and that industry has turned the corner and been busting their ass for almost a decade, and now we're sitting at a point where flash drives out spinning drives.
0: Oh, dude, and it, it's only getting better. The, the quality of the firmware that the OEM vendors are putting into the SSDs today, yeah. um, it's rendering a lot of the work... That was done by the storage operating systems uh, to improve those those characteristics. It's rendering those obsolete.
2: Well, as I understand it, we 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 specifically had a hand in some of that stuff. Going back to them and going, listen, we could put this in our OS, but if you just built a drive that worked this way, it would work better for for enterprise arrays yeah, like abso- absolutely.
0: ours. Absolutely, we work very closely with our OEM providers. Yeah, um, particularly with the the disk and the SSD providers. Co-developing code drivers for them, and you know they take very seriously the uh, requirements that that we set forth. So we asked Jay
1: Goldfinch a little bit about this when we were talking about A31 about you know how A31 has path optimization and how that actually helps with the drives. And so maybe uh, we can
0: dig a little deeper was, into that. <laughs> this was uh, by far the most astounding th- development in OnTap. Uh, just going from eight dot two to eight three one so if that's a what is that a calendar year
2: yeah, it was about a calendar year of ship to ship,
0: yeah um, and even in the six months from eight three zero to eight three one from eight dot three a full four hundred microseconds was removed from the read path, holy crap, and you're talking about a forty percent improvement in latency uh, just in a dot release, but if you go back to eight dot two it's almost a full millisecond better
2: well and that's the, that, the the insanity of this is today you can buy an AFF8020 and get the same latency that we were selling with an EF540 2 years ago the, the the latency target is is the same now EF has has lowered their latency bar as as proportionally as AFF has but but that just shows you our focus on on latency in particular, and and getting that a, as as Mitch likes to say, you know, where the race to zero has begun. Yeah, and and yeah. we like to think that we're in the lead.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we're we're it's it's a, you'll start to see more uh, evidence of this as yeah. you know we start to do some benchmarks uh, with eight point three point one. Um, we have a. Couple of proof points, evidence of this in a few of the uh, T- TRs that were released back in uh, May, June time frame. Mm-hmm. The uh, sequel TR. I don't have the uh, TR. I think it's forty-four hundred three, maybe, or is that?
2: We'll we'll look them up. We'll look em up, yeah, we'll and look get up them all the TR in the show notes. Yeah,
0: um, but you know there is a, a tech report that describes in in detail uh, how the test was run, what the test parameters were, etc. And the latency curves are amazing, but it's nothing compared to the Oracle uh, TR that was released around the same time, uh, which shows, you know, you know, we hit some ab- absurd 300 and some odd thousand IOPS, um, but if you look at the latency curve, it was like 250,000 IOPS at half a millisecond latency.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah that that's the thing and and that's that's what uh, quite frankly I mean I learned from from our conversations with with the the Centricity guys is is their focus on you know everybody likes to to focus on the big top end number but but there are maybe 5 or 6 workloads on the planet that yeah. actually require that top end number but where you really want to focus if you want to have a meaningful discussion is slide that bar somewhere between 70 and 200,000 IOPS, AK IOPS. Mm-hmm. And what's your latency at that performance point? Because that's the point at which the vast majority of business critical applications actually reside and at that sweet spot our latency is is consistently sub half millisecond, which is insane.
0: Oh, it, well the 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 EF on strictly a performance parameter cuz yeah. You know, the EF is wonderfully reliable and insanely fast. Yeah. And when I say fast, it's not just a ton of IOPS like you said. It's it's incredibly low latency.
2: I've been trying to think of a good way to 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 summarize this and and I don't know if there's anything here, but I'll go ahead and say it on the internet and let smart people like uh yourself and and the rest of the world uh correct me or not. But is there some sort of correlation do you, do you think this is accurate like comparing uh, when we talk about IOPS and latency, storage is something that, that people don't really have a, a good concept of or grasp of. And, I, and I've been trying to think of a good analogy to explain why latency is so important. And the one that I think that I've settled on is, you know, if, if we were to compare this to the performance of compute, right? Mm-hmm. In the compute world, the two big factors that impact performance are cores and, and, and clock speed. Mm-hmm. Latency is to storage, as clock speed, is to compute. Yes. And, and that's the big deal. The yes. lower you get in the latency, it's like injecting nitrous oxide in the entire application stack. Everything just speeds up, whereas having to scale out the number of op- operations, much like you know in the compute world, yeah, I can get a box with 128 cores in it, but it's really, really hard to write software that can simultaneously access all 128 cores. You don't need to write anything special if you're getting a 4 gigahertz clock speed.
3: Yeah. See, I'm I'm a simple man. I've used a, a simpler analogy before, and that's the delivery industry, right? Literally this week, they're testing drones in uh, southeastern Virginia or southwestern so Virginia to deliver medication, right? Is it faster, right? Latency-wise, it's yeah. faster to get a drone with a single small package out to your house than a tractor-trailer full of the same thing.
4: Oh, interesting. Right?
3: So that that's the concept, right? The difference between latency versus throughput, right? And then you also go back to the never underestimate the throughput of a FedEx truck with a box full of tapes and and all of that, right? Yeah, there, throughput is how much you can get from A to B. Latency is how quickly can it get from A to B?
2: Yeah, I guess that that that, that is a much more inapt analogy. But <laughs> but. Uh, I just feel like we we need to do a better job of educating our user base because they're focusing on the wrong things and that's clear because of something that we'll probably talk about again later on today which is all this IO size nonsense but yeah. let's let's try to avoid that 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 ditch for now. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, how do we make it faster, right? I know there's there's obviously we can sp- Put as much memory and compute processing power into the array itself, but what about right, What about path optimization? What exactly
0: has changed to make? Oh yeah, this we, faster? Got, we got distracted from that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, okay, so one of one of the things we did was we uh, changed the number of things that a that on tap has to do in order to request a block from the raw storage, and. At the start, so in the 8.2 time frame, this was basically four steps we had to go through to get down to the block. Okay. And we had to go through network, through waffle, through RAID, and then down to storage. And then on the return trip, back up out to the network, we had to make the same steps. Okay. So it was basically eight little hops in code that had to be traversed in order to to request a block from disk and receive it. This was fine for spinning media because you have plenty of time (laughs) to to do all this. In 8.3, we got a nice uh, latency boost by uh, removing one of the steps on the return trip. Okay. So on the return trip in 8.3, it bypasses the RAID level. It still does the checksum comparison, so if there's a checksum error it'll kick it back down to RAID to fix that. Yeah. But very that almost never happens.
2: Yeah, which, which by the way, that's another one of those little things that, that that ONTAP just does natively, consistently ensuring that the data that was written was actually written and the reads that you're getting back are what you're requesting. And that's not something that comes up on a lot of, of conversations around, you know, especially these emerging storage platforms. And, and it aggravates the crap out of me.
0: It's almost as no as annoying as when you say especially.
2: Yes, I know that I know that you really don't like. what I, I knew said that, that was coming. Yeah,
0: I knew it. It's
2: almost like uh, when I say irregardless to some, some to other individuals, it causes the same cringe factor.
0: <laughs> so well, a
1: three bypassed raid.
0: Yeah, so 8.3 three bypasses the raid on the return trip. What we're doing in eight three one is removing a lot of those steps. So, uh, it is going uh, directly from network. To storage now, we're not worrying about the raid on the reads or the mm. waffle. Yeah, we're, it's not going through waffle because we have a map in memory of where things are. So awesome. We just go get it. Yep. And then on the return trip, we go right from the bottom storage level up to network, or up to waffle, and then up to the network. So by reducing all of those extra steps, that's how we got the 400 microseconds of latency. Uh, eked out, nice. Code path, baby. That's that's what it's all about. So that was one of the things. <laughs> we also uh, made some improvements to the uh, SCSI drivers. So we made two big changes, and they're not big. They're two small changes, but two impactful
2: changes. Yeah. Big impact, small
0: change. Yeah. One of the problems that we we saw in eight three zero was we had removed some of the code paths in OnTap. But we were uh, still not getting the performance that we expected out of the devices. And that turned out to be we were doing two things. It was taking us too long to create a new SCSI thread, and then we didn't have enough SCSI threads. Mm. So what we did was uh, roughly doubled the number of threads that we have, and we lowered the threshold at which a new thread will be started. So instead of being instead of a thread being eighty percent busy before we kick off another one, it now has to be like fifty percent busy before mm-hmm. we kick off another thread. And what these small changes allowed us to do is to get much many more commands down to the to the SSDs.
2: That and 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 this right here touches on perhaps one of one of my personal tilt factors uh, in in the flash business right now. Uh, m- m- our, our, our esteemed colleague, uh, Mr. Matt Watts, put out a fantastic blog post this morning on on the term legacy and exactly like what that means and, and basically just kind of taking it head on. Going, Go, you want to call us legacy? Go ahead. You know, le- <laughs> legacy is what everyone on this planet strives to. Legacy means that when you when you're gone, people actually know that you were here in the first place. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but but the thing that that drives me absolutely insane with that term when it comes to this industry is we primarily deal in bits and bytes and code. We're not programming these things through, through hardware. Like, the hardware plays an important factor, but the vast majority of the functions are controlled in code, which means if it's not working correctly or if the realities of our industry or the realities of what we're working with change, we change the code. Like... <laughs> Yeah. It's not like we've got to go out and, and, and get bulldozers and start plowing fields and starting over. Yeah. It, it, it's literally just that you check the commit in, you do a couple of tests. Yeah, that's way better. All right. Push the te- QA, uh, UAT, and then out to the customer. Like the, Pretending that it's not that way, is, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like Microsoft Windows has been around forever. Yeah. But it's not the same Windows that your dad used. You know, I mean, it's completely different.
2: Yeah, there, there there are very few components of, the, of that solution stack that, that have not been touched. Right.
0: Yeah, the code optimization, I think, is something that most... The world would be a better place if SQL code was optimized. I think there are a lot of problems in this world that Flash is solving that bad programming on... Bad uh, database programming created.
3: Oh, oh, for sure. As a former DBA, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. It's... It, but but here's the you know the the reality of that problem is finding a, a DBA that that is qualified that you can afford that that is motivated that understands your business and understands what the application is actually trying to that's an incredibly hard problem to solve in the first place and and if you can build that team you can absolutely get by with way less but the vast majority of organizations we're talking to these days they're just looking at it going listen. These prices are within a point where we're just going to throw hardware at it,
3: and we'll keep throwing hardware at it until the hardware can't keep up.
0: Yeah, hardware is a lot easier to acquire than people. Yep.
3: Yes, and in in that same vein, right? What's the return on investment? Right? DBAs, good DBAs are expensive, right? And they're expensive every year. Hardware is expensive once. Right? Yeah, and even then, it's getting cheaper and cheaper every day.
2: Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, that's a good po- good point to us to start transitioning, but but. Today, like Flash from NetApp is 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 at a point uh, from from an affordability perspective where you know I personally have completely flipped my my the way that I talk to customers. There was a point you know eighteen months ago where I would talk to them and go, yeah, "We can do Flash if you need Flash, but you probably hybrid's probably a better answer for you." The prices today are at a point where I'm just looking at and going, "If you can fit it in Flash, you should absolutely just go with Flash.
0: Yeah, why not? Right? Yeah.
2: Like, do, do you need it? No, but will you love it? Yes.
0: Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I've been uh, telling customers in EBCs. You know, I've been showing them the nice little cost curve that shows when, on a per-gigabyte basis, SSDs yeah. will be at the same price or cheaper than 10K SAS drives. And that date is not too far in the future and gets closer and closer every day. Yeah,
4: we're,
2: I, I think if it's the same chart that I'm thinking of, I think we're like nine months away from where that, that tipping point's supposed to hit.
0: Um, Samsung, I believe, has uh, 3.8 terabyte TLC drives. Insanity. Wow.
2: Insanity.
0: Um, yeah. That's crazy. And well, th- that gets back to, you know, one of the things that you talked about or that you touched on with the, you know, built for Flash versus Legacy is when they start talking about... Uh, built for flash if you listen to what they say about being built for flash and why they're doing what they're doing differently versus legacy yeah it reads like things that ontap has been doing for a very long time anyway when you talk about uh, coalescing rights in memory right 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 only writing to new blocks yep these are these are things that ontap has always done
1: yeah Sort of redefines built from the ground up, if you will.
2: <laughs> yeah, if, if if you wanna if you wanna say that we were just lucky and none of this was intentional, okay, whatever. Maybe we, we can were. have a conversation. Yeah, we were. But uh,
0: look, there were there were a lot of innovations that yeah. NetApp brought to the market that were just happy coincidences. D it was a good example of oh, by the way, we have we have a map of all the blocks. Hey, we can compare these. Yeah, and we can figure out which ones we don't need to keep multiple copies of. Um, that was a very easy thing for us to do with Waffle. Mm-hmm. When we look at Flex clones, that was a ridiculously simple thing to do. Yeah, because we already had fully integrated snapshots. It was basically a couple of bits in code we had to flip in order to make those, uh, you know, create a separate volume, virtual volume. And because we're always writing to new, new space on disk, you know, it was never the case that we were going to overwrite or try to overwrite the actual blocks that the snapshot was uh,
1: consuming. Yeah, and that's a good transition, Dan, because that's the whole point, right? Data on tap has been around for a while. We've got we've got tons of data management features that have been inside of inside of our Faz portfolio that are now also in the All Flash Faz. And so, with that data management, all those things that you're saying, having the ability to do flex clone, having Integrated data protection and 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 um, multi secure multi tenancy etc. There's tons that comes in on tap that does not have to be reinvented uh, for for our flash portfolio. Unlike some of the competitors that are doing built from the ground up and focusing on one protocol and then now trying to circle back with with you know feature set or data management capabilities.
2: Yeah, in, in, in a brilliant twist of marketing, somehow this industry has been convinced that silos are healthy.
0: Yeah, that that I. That just astounds me, Yeah, frankly. Uh, you know, we've been, NetApp has been so focused for a, a north of a decade now. Yeah. Uh, just focused on getting scale out to be uh, part of the core feature set of ONTAP that, you know, the idea that anybody would be happy with uh, a single storage controller holding a fixed amount of, of storage and it being an island unto itself, you know, that is completely absurd. an anthem to what we have been uh, developing here at NetApp for, you know, the last 10 years. Of my they,
2: life. The only thing that I can think of is, is that because, you know, the, listen, let's be honest here. Everyone's smart, right? This industry, there are no idiots in this business. There are you, a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I love Dan. He's got yeah. no filter and he tells you exactly what's on his mind. Right. But, but for the most part, there really aren't any idiots. So, so the only thing that I can think of is either they're at a different uh, point in the discussion with the customer, and the customer just hasn't got to this complaint yet because it was abundantly clear— in NetApp plan. I, and I put myself in the same boat, right? Andrew and I can rewind back to when we were both working at the same site and, and we had everybody, right? We had EMC and Hitachi and IBM and a ton of NetApp on site. And and our number one feedback into our NetApp team, when we would have EBCs and our, and our account team would come on and we would look at them and just go, you have got to give me a method to seamlessly move data from one aggregate to another. I don't care what it is, but I've got to be able to seamlessly move this this data around without having to do snap mirror and, and managed failover because it was such a pain point for us. Having to relocate an exchange database from one aggregate to another was a six-month project, right? And and cluster data on tap and the data motion portfolio... Well, it was government work. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, we should say that. It was the United States government, which is why it took six months. But... That's <laughs> that's another thing, but but now with, with cluster data on tap, all those concerns are removed, right? We
0: oh we've absolutely, and it's and it's only better with eight three one. So it, uh, you've had for some time now. You've had the ability to transparently migrate a volume from uh, one one aggregate on one node to a different aggregate on a different node or in the yeah. same, same okay. node uh, with eight three one. We've got greater granularity in that, so we can now do individual LUN moves. And the nice thing about the LUN moves versus the volume moves is the transition time, so the time during which IO is suspended while we do the flip over is, I believe it's very close to zero, if not zero.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and guys, if you're listening to this and, and you want to see this for yourself, just reach out to your account team. And uh, our, our good friend Neto from Brazil would love to show you around the the kit he's got set up in Seapakc we've got a standing demo environment, and yeah, we've got Net- customers just coming through like wild hatters and and it's we'll just show you how it works you yeah, can see Neto, it yourself
0: uh, my my very good friend whom, whom I love very much, uh, Neto from Brazil um, somebody actually referred to him under his uh, like legal name, and we had to convince her that uh, nobody would know who she was talking about <laughs> I, uh, yeah I don't actually know what his legal name is. I, I do know. I feel like it's uh, one of those uh, secrets. <laughs> I don't
3: think we can even look in the employee directory. I think no, he's, he's listed as Neto He's in the, as he's from in the directory yeah, as Neto Brazil. Yeah, yeah. No, to, to expand on what you were just saying, right, that's the same technology that we use in VVols as well, right? Yeah, v, VVols, we move VVols between volumes, between controllers and aggregates and everything, leveraging the same technology. It happens instantly and or very near instantly. And it's what enables us to do that uh, that simple, transparent data migration.
0: Yep,
2: that that that's what I think is our competitive advantage. Quite frankly, you know, yeah. the, the the fact that it doesn't matter where the innovation comes from, whether it's it's uh, a, something as simple as clone on clones in the Snap Manager portfolio, or 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 our SMO uh, uh, plans, or or something that we're doing in Hyper V or VVol's. Any modification that we make inside the data on tap family is is now simultaneously shipping in in any silo, whether that be a a cheap and deep SATA node or a hybrid node or an all flash node
0: or a cloud node
2: or a cloud node. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like the. the Val, Val, in his uh, explanation of, you know, if you guys really want to talk about performance, don't give me your hot box nonsense. Let's go with real performance and give me a, a million cloud on tap instances, and I'll hit a hundred billion IOPS in the cloud. And you know
0: what? He's completely right. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't even look at the sky anymore without thinking about Val. <laughs>
1: Well, another thing that happened with that, uh, with in terms of data management, is uh, you you did a video recently, a demo video on how to actually provision Luns, the simple setup for for all Flash FAS. I think that's something new in A 31 right? Yeah, let's
2: talk about simplicity. That's a great idea.
0: Yeah, well, well, first of all, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, we talked about Neto and we talked about the demo he does for uh, customers yeah. in the customer proof of concept labs. Um, Neto and I are working to get a video that we can put on YouTube. That shows basically what he shows when he's uh, doing his customer demos.
2: That that I want to see. But the other thing that I just realized that we didn't mention and we should mention, because um, I know that you, that you and and the rest of of our, our product marketing teams put a ton of work into this. But you know, if, if you're listening to this and and you're just going, you guys are full of it. This is marketing. You're making this up as you go. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but but we've got a try and buy program where we could get an 8060 all flash FAS in any data center in you know ten days from now if 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 you really want to just put our money where our mouth is and just try this for yourself.
0: Yeah, there uh, we're actually going with 8080s for that program. Okay, um, we're just kicking that off. Uh, we'll have a limited availability this month with the 8080 EX. Mm-hmm. The it's actually the 8080 AE. Ex. Okay. the full Part number. Um, (laughs) You can tell he's in the hardware team. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So so one of the things that uh, we will be releasing next month in August is a an eighty eighty a ex, which is a single chassis with two controllers in the chassis. So instead of a twelve U footprint for the eighty eighty, we'll now have a six U footprint. You lose the you know you lose uh sixteen p c i slots, but we don't really need those yeah in this market so uh so we will have at the towards uh, the middle or the end we're kind of dependent on when on tap eight three one g a s becomes generally available, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't. We don't pick arbitrary dates for that. There are reliability metrics. Uh, there's a threshold for the number of, of bugs that can exist, uh, the number of support cases, all that.
2: Yeah, it's done when it's done, not before then.
0: Exactly. So, given the way that things are trending, that should be optimistically the middle of August, uh, pessimistically the end of August. I fully expect, personally, that uh, that will probably be the only AFF model that that people are going to be selling. When you get the density of the 8060 and the 8040, but the performance of the 8080, Yeah, and you're getting it at a very attractive price because of the sales promotions that we have uh, going on for the rest of this uh, calendar year, you're going to be able to get the best box that NetApp has ever built in a small form factor within an all-flash configuration.
2: And, and with no risk, right? I mean, there, there's the, this is what I love about the try and buy. It is zero risk. You just get an account team, you sign up for it, you put it in-house, you try it. If it works and you love it, you buy it. If Wait. you don't, you send it back.
0: Yes, and we will. I will note that you only have uh, forty-five days to make that determination. Yeah, so you don't. You don't get to keep it around for a long time. <laughs> so, if you're a government worker like these guys used to be, make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you accept delivery of
2: it. Yeah, we would have. We would have been forced to just buy it, and then six months later do the POC. Yeah. But that's, that's a different world.
0: Well, look. Any any large enterprise will have will have delays like that, just yeah. because they're they're organizing extremely complicated environments and you know finding finding the time uh, finding you know they have change control requests there are uh, limits on what they can plug into the network the complexity of their management teams for the larger organizations you know just getting the storage guys to have a pleasant conversation with the network guys sometimes can be a can be a problem so
3: well oh, I, I still have nightmares about the itil process so
0: hey come on practitioner <laughs>
3: I've blocked that out of my memory. I don't know
0: what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Certified practitioner. Well, cool. The try the try and buy sounds awesome. When does that actually start? I don't. Did you say that?
0: Oh yeah, that's that's available now. Yeah. Uh, if you do it now, it's going to be the 12U uh, system. If you do it a month from now, it's probably going to be the uh, the uh, 6U single controller version.
1: Sweet. All right. More details to come. We'll actually leave notes on the uh, show notes on the uh, show notes page. We'll leave some uh, links to that stuff. So get in touch with your account rep if you want to learn more about that.
0: Yeah, any any NetApp partner or... Uh, so I, I do believe that uh, a NetApp SE or account, account team has to uh, make this request. So if you are a partner, you are able to do this, but you do have to work through your uh, partner manager or a friendly SE. Yep. Fair enough. All right, so I was going to
1: ask you, Last week we talked a little bit with Jay Goldfinch, and we touched on it briefly. Uh, I think, Andrew, you were the one that brought it up, that uh, we were talking about simplicity, something that previously NetApp needed to do some work on and, uh, and has since really made some, some real, real headway with that area. And I think I saw a video from you where you actually demonstrated getting an all-flash FAS up in less than 15 minutes. Can you talk about that?
0: Yeah, so th- that's a combination of, of two okay. things. So the first thing is the SAN-optimized AFF bundle. So when the system is ordered from NetApp, so there is a, uh, an ordering system that somebody needs to go into and configure the quote. Yeah. So they need to select all the things that they're going to order. Um, there's an option when you select an AFF model uh, to select. There's a little button you have to check for SAN optimized. Okay. okay. And w- what that does is uh, allows uh, manufacturing... To, do, uh, to run some scripts, basically, to do an initial configuration of the system that's fully in accordance with uh, NetApp SAN best practices. Mm. So optimized for uh, block storage. What this means is, uh, what they're doing, actually, is creating a default cluster, creating an SVM, uh, creating bo- aggregates on both nodes, so pools of storage on both nodes, yep. setting up the fiber channel... Uh, interfaces, so the lifts, and uh, and then setting all of the options, tweaking all of the options, um, into and in accordance with what our best practices are. So what that means is, as soon as you cable everything up and plug it in, or empower power it on, you will have a uh, default configuration already. Yeah. So uh, there will, there's a sticker on the on the box that tells you what the IP address is so you have to uh, connect to that ip address it's a 10 i think the ip address is 10.10.10.10 so uh, you can figure out what you need to do to connect to that ip address but uh, you just uh, point your web browser right at it uh, you'll see system manager come up you know you log in with the credentials that are printed out on the on the uh, sticker and uh, you will be able to reset your you will have to reset your ip addresses assuming you are not using a 10.10.10 network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it, so you will, th- but that is the only thing that you'll have to do as a customer.
1: Yeah, it's like setting up a Linksys router back in the day. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's gotten that simple.
0: Yeah, and so right now we have that optimized for SAN. One of the things that we're uh, working on is uh, doing the same thing for um, an NFS environment or hmm. for a SIFS environment. So the, that's the bulk of the setup process um already done for you
2: yeah i know that uh in in my corner of the world over in flexpod like that you know we we get it right there's no one over here at netapp that's confused or doesn't get it you know we understand that we have the best storage platform in the world that also happens to be one of the most complicated and our customer base has come back and said we love your platform make it easier yeah you know mission okay me- message heard. We're working on it. We're going to make it simple.
0: Yep. Yeah, and the, then the second part of that, with Data ONTAP 8.3 or any other version of ONTAP, if you were in System Manager and through the GUI were trying to provision a LUN, you had uh, something like uh, six different screens that you had to go through. Yeah. Um, like over 20 questions you had to answer. Wow. Um, it was just ridiculous. It, and it's why I never use system manager by the way. It's it's in the time it takes you to load to get to that second screen, I could have created 10 luns. So the uh, improvement that was made was that wizard when you load connect a system manager on a SAN optimized system, assuming that there are no luns already configured, the uh, lun wizard that comes up is fully optimized for simplicity. So you have a Uh, In 8.3.1, and again, this will get better and incorporate more workloads uh, in the future. But for right now, um, you have uh, three options in the pull-down list. Uh, You can do Microsoft SQL Server, Oracle Database, or Other. If you select the Other, it just gives you a nice little, it uh, pops up on that same screen, a nice little uh, box where you can enter in the LUN name and, and location if you want and you can, a nice little button that says add another LUN, uh, but it's all in one screen. Yeah. If you select one of the uh, database options, all you have to configure are the number of databases you have and the name of the database. And System Manager will automatically create volumes and LUNs for each database in accordance with the best practices as communicated to us from the uh, SQL. And Oracle experts here at NetApp.
2: What's the uh, what's customer feedback been on that on that now that uh, the RC is out?
0: Frankly, I don't know yet. I haven't I haven't talked to uh, many customers yet that have that have used it to get their get their feedback. Um, I know the feedback among SEs and partners, you know, it's been jaw-droppingly <laughs> uh, simple. I tend to get a little caught up into how much better things could be and i think that's the right place for my focus to be absolutely given yeah. my position but but i don't want to lose sight of just how much improvement has been made so far yep
2: yeah it's 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 always you know it's conversations i have internally with people all the time like always remember that the sausage always looks disgusting from inside the factory <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you, you need to judge it based on how it tastes on the bun coming off the grill and right now we're we're cooking up a very very tasty yummy sausage
1: oh yeah well, one more thing we're, we're running we're running low on time, and uh, there's a couple of things I still want to get up to. So I, I'd love to jump into uh, Grafana. Oh, now, yeah. some of you don't know what Grafana is; it's, it certainly was a new term to me about two months ago. And I first when Dan first brought it up, and uh, since then I've seen some pretty impressive uh, reports and some pretty cool demos. And so, uh, Dan, I'd love for you to share with us share a, share with us some of the stuff you've been doing with Grafana.
0: Yeah, uh, well, all of the good work with Grafana comes comes from Chris Madden out in uh, the Netherlands, uh, who is the author of the NetApp Harvester, which uh, we'll get into the where everything plugs in here in a minute. But uh, Grafana is an open-source application, so you can go to grafana.org uh, to read about it, that uh, takes inputs from a database and renders them in a graph graphical form, so basically prints graphs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's meant for performance graphing. So... Uh, taking performance statistics, putting them in a graph. Um, the beautiful thing about it is that you're not downloading graphs from the server; it's sending you, it's sending the browser all the information, and it's rendering in the browser. So it's uh, very fast. Yeah. The coolest thing about it is you get to, s- you can configure different dashboards that show different things. So, uh, like, well, like you could have, uh, let's just say a. Uh, cluster dashboard that just showed you all the nodes in your cluster um, and what the performance of each of those nodes is doing. Okay. You can then go into a node page where you go f- deeper in depth about the what each network port is doing, what each... You configure what sort of information yeah. you want to have on each one. And that is configurable. So you can put in the counters the information that is important to you, whatever that information is. The way that we get information into the database that from ONTAP is twofold. So one option we have is to leverage on-command Performance Manager as a data source for uh, the Graphite database, which uh, Grafana lives on top of. And that is good. We get a lot of counters, a lot of information out of OPM. But... We don't get it at uh, the granularity is not uh, yeah, the, the optimized sample. for uh, f- what we expect for a flash array.
2: Yeah, sample interval is too
0: long. Yeah. So uh, with Grafana, we are able to leverage the uh, awesome little utility that uh, Chris Madden at NetApp wrote uh, called NetApp Harvester, which is a, a script, essentially. I think you wrote it in Perl, maybe. No, not Perl. Something PHP. So I don't know. It's all nerdy stuff to me.
2: I'm sure Andrew's read the script by now. <laughs> yeah. What's it written in, Andrew? I know you know. It's Perl. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so much like the PowerShell toolkit from NetApp leverages the APIs that are built into Data Tap, mm-hmm. the NetApp Harvester is doing the exact same thing. It's pulling information directly from the APIs that ONTAP exposes at far more frequently li- our intervals than on command performance manager does, just like we were able to write a uh, a little hook to get on tap performance counters in there. Our good friend Neto and uh, Rodrigo, also from Brazil, though not in his name, right? Um, they they put together a script that will pull Oracle pr- information directly from the Oracle server. So one of the things that we'll be showing in the demo that we're going to put together. Is uh, a single dashboard that shows you uh, the Oracle host performance on the same dashboard as the uh, storage performance. So now the storage guys and the DBAs can hold hands together and walk over to the network guys and explain to them.
1: (laughs) I have such a visual right now. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Soft music playing. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Well, and can. You know, if you think your network is a problem, you know we can pretty easily uh, uh, show that on a single performance dashboard.
1: And in ten second intervals,
0: or, or actual intervals of your choice. Yeah, the interval is is up to you. The it does take time to collect the information. So the more information you're collecting, the longer it's going to take. Yeah. If all you cared about were, uh, you know, four or five counters, you can do that every five seconds or so. So. Uh, I believe CPOC has, uh, with what they collect, I think they're collecting at 10-second intervals. But the other uh, big project underway at at NetApp related to Grafana is leveraging both OPM and the uh, harvest utility that uh, Chris wrote is a virtual appliance that contains uh, everything you need. Oh, that's going to be good. Uh, So we're going through some... uh, Legal work right now to get all the licenses uh, yeah. kosher with one another. When we when that is available, and I'm again I'm not sure when that when exactly that's going to be available. I know it works. We deploy it widely here at NetApp, um, so I I know it works. Um, there are even some customers using it. I believe, um, not that I know anything about that. <laughs> the, so formalities to get yeah. it to so, get it available. So yeah. the virtual appliance is very nice because you just plug that in. It's an OVA file. You just plug it into your infrastructure. Simple. Uh, yeah, you uh, telnet into it, SSH into it. Tell it uh, quick configuration to tell tell it what data source you want, OPM or Harvester, and where your cluster is. I like cluster it. management life.
3: Where you go? Some of us may have also been working on a containerized version of that.
2: Yeah, you would. Yes. We're we so still haven't we still haven't got to DockerCon. We're that's gonna have to maybe have we, be next how week. How have we
0: not talked about that yet?
2: Uh, because because we're, we're there's there's some stuff we might be announcing at a later date, so you know we're, okay. we're we're waiting a little bit,
1: and we wanted to get you in first. Yeah, priorities, man.
4: All
2: right, <laughs> is this, this a big deal? Look, Flash watch. Essentials. Like I'm I am super bullish on all Flash Faz right now. we, we the, the 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 way that that uh, Matt was throwing it together uh, last year when when he went down this list, right? His breakdown when he was on the show. You know, we're as fast if not faster, as cheap if not cheaper. Like, that's truer today than it has ever been. You want to go for insane perf? Bring it. We're ready. Like, because we don't, we don't have the limitations that the vast majority of our competitors do. If we can't get a single box to go fast enough, we add a second one, and then a third one, and a fourth one. And we can keep doing that until we get the number that we need to get. So performance isn't a problem. You want to talk about efficiencies? This is data on tap. It's the home of efficiency. This is our core competency. Like, the, the, the entire package, it's, it's go time the The economics of this technology have gotten to a point where the industry and the world as a whole is ready for adoption. Now is the time, like uh, up until now it was too expensive, and people who are running around talking about uh s m c storage class memory uh controllers you know y- yes, there's some innovative stuff and some cool stuff that people are playing with, but the economics aren't there yet it's it's not ready right? oh, yeah. the, the time of NAND is now this is the golden period of this technology,
0: yep, yeah. And, you know, just here at NetApp where, you know, the beautiful thing about ONTAP is, you know, ONTAP has always run on a variety of media. Yeah. You know, it ran on uh, SCSI drives, like actual SCSI drives. Um, I had someone I was a customer. Um, you want to talk about complicated? The <laughs> We were able to, we we're the first to market on primary storage with SATA. We've been working with SSDs since 2010. We've been working on... Uh, as with uh, VMDKs, with Ontap Edge, uh, we work in the cloud, leveraging uh, EC2 storage, virtual storage containers, oh, yeah. and with a uh, Flex Array, you know, or the old the legacy V Series product, you know, Ontap has been running on third-party storage. It's been running on uh, CX or in front of a, a DMX, yep. or, you know, for a very long time. So, Ontap is very easy to make work. With a variety of storage technologies, for us going from SLC to eMLC to now, uh, we're now shipping cMLC drives. Towards the end of this year, uh, you'll start seeing the TLC drives, which are the triple layer um, uh, cells. We yeah, did, we could talk for an hour about all that stuff, but um, and then you know you're probably another year away from. Uh, NVMe being the primary flash attach for for the all flash fast.
2: Yeah, well, and, and and that's that's the big jump, right? Because now 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 we're finally off scuzzy.
0: Yeah, NVMe is uh, you know dual ported drives, PCI attached. Yeah, uh, you know we're you're going to see another half a millisecond of of latency out of out of the pipe just by uh, hooking those things up directly to PCI.
2: But but also you'll also see that the prices come back up because everything all the components yeah. involved in the stack are going to be more expensive. Yeah, like, and, and
0: this is a problem we're fi- trying to figure out now. Is yeah. uh sure you can you can have a four a U controller with twenty four or forty eight drives uh, NVMe drives plugged in. How do you scale that capacity within a single box? What's how do we, what cable do we use? to, yeah. to get to. <laughs> to get to this uh, external shelf that has NVMe, PCIe-attached, NVMe drives attached. You know, the, there are hardware problems that need to be solved to uh, deploy NVMe at scale, that, at capacity scales that enterprise storage is typically accustomed to.
2: Yeah. I it, it, and, and that's my big takeaway for the listeners, guys. Like, we're... I, I get it. I get it as much as anybody. I get up every single morning. I read my Twitter feed. I scan Reg. I go hit a couple more sites, and then I open my email and actually get to work. And and it's really fun to read about, like, Bleeding Edge and, and, and these research papers. But from a business perspective, the takeaway is, you know, th- we f- the economics have finally hit. We are ready as an industry to, to, to make start to make that jump off of... Uh, uh spinning media from a performance tier perspective and and invest heavily in in, in flash.
0: Yeah, and if 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 you have tier 1 or tier 2 storage at this point and it's up for a tech refresh, it should be all flash.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well,
0: man, we have
1: been we've been we've been yapping it up, man. We're we've we're probably with edits we're probably just at an hour, so oh. we should probably put a bow in this thing uh uh Dan, I know that you're gonna be at VMworld. You said that earlier, but your yep. session is gonna be on All Flash Faz, right? But specifically are you doing it you're doing it with Gephardt, right? Chris Gephardt?
0: Yes, the good doctor and I are doing that. Um he gets back from vacation hopefully on Monday because we have to get our first draft of slides uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. He's a pro. He's a pro. <laughs> I know. You give him
1: five minutes in, his, in a room, and he knows what he's going to talk about. So,
2: yeah. well, It's the same slide since 2006. I mean, it's been the year of VDI since 2006, <laughs> so he just changes the date on the top of the slide and hits print.
0: Oh, that could be our first 10 slides. Yeah. <laughs> it probably will be. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be uh, presenting with Chris, and uh, we're going to be talking about All Flash faz and uh, VDI I'm going to talk about all-flash and and the good doctor is going to talk about VDI.
1: Sure, sure, and I'm sure we'll see you at VM, uh, uh, sorry, at Insight as well. Absolutely. And uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up real quickly. Uh, we're, there's tons of TRs that are out there. You talked about the Oracle TR. There's a SQL TR. There's even one on vSphere with vVols um, on all-flash Yep. And so uh, we will make sure to to put all of this good information on the show notes page. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. So if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcasts.netup.com, subscribe to the Tech on Tap newsletter at community.netup.com, and follow us on Twitter, at NetUp. And until next week, bye for now.
2: That cricket is, is slowly making its way towards your chair. I think he's in love with you, Peter. Oh, yeah. There's something about you. He's been he's been creeping across this room for the past 45 minutes. Are you sure it's a cricket? It, yeah, it, it it looks like a cricket. It
0: smells like a cricket. Is it just me that's getting it's off cricket. on this? Oh, yeah.
2: Wait. What's a cricket smell like? What did you even just say? <laughs> All right, beer bash. Let's get out of here.